Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. What up, Knicks fans, and what? Is a Barry motherfucking D who just told the greatest diarrhea story I've ever heard. It was not diarrhea. What? But what is up, Craig? <laughs> it was almost diarrhea. What? And then Barry said we always talk about shit or diarrhea in this show, and it's true. It's the truth. And good day to Jay, aka Blanderson Hoop. Good day to you as well, Craig. Oh shit, hold on guys. I forgot to put on my camera here. Talking about diarrhea. <laughs> Barry, what? is that what was all over your face <laughs> in this photo? <laughs> That's the picture you decide to put up behind What the you. hell is that? <laughs> this is a photo that Barry tweeted out this week, which is a very unusual photo of himself in a bathroom. You can't see it from this angle because they crop it for Zoom. Were you naked in this photo because your shoulders were bare? You had no shirt what on. No, no, no. Your there face was no... is covered in dirt or, or what? What is that? Is that dirt? It, 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 first of all, it was just from the neck up, that picture. And yeah, my face was covered in dirt. I was looking through my, my photos... Because uh, I think that the shoulders up, so you around. had no shirt on. I had no shirt on? Yeah. Because I noticed. I could see your. You tweeted out a shirtless place. photo of yourself. I mean, if he says you could see the top of my shoulders, I guess you could see the top of my shoulders. I don't remember. The, the tweet going around that day was like um, post a selfie of yourself or a photo of yourself that could be an album cover. So I was like, all right, I, I could play this game. So I went through my photos, and I don't know why I picked this one. <laughs> I have no idea why. Is the name of the album shit on your face? It's dirt, Blandy. It's like diarrhea. It's lots of specks of dirt all over my face. Is that what happened at the bike shop? Oh, for my shit story? Yeah. (laughs) No. No. Fortunately, uh, I made it. So maybe you'll share that one with us later. I'll do it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So- you know, first thing I do when I get into the shop, which is like eight o'clock in the morning, I got to pull the bikes that we need to get built that we had sold the day before or a couple of days before. So I'm pulling the bikes this morning um, in the basement to load them onto the elevator. Oh, this was this morning? It was this morning. And about uh-huh. halfway through pulling the bikes, I get the urge, you know, that I really got to take a shit. But I really wanted to get finished pulling the bikes because I didn't want to have to come back down to do it. I just wanted to get it done. <laughs> and then I'm like struggling. How many bikes? How many bikes did you have left to pull? And what does that I even have, mean, pull the bikes? Like, because uh, they're all in boxes, so I got to find them, pull them off the shelf, and drag them to the elevator. Well, I had like three more bikes to pull, and this one box was like <laughs> stuck because it was like crammed in with the others. And I'm like, pull, <laughs> pull in the yeah. box, and eat with each pull of this box, each tug. Like the shit's getting closer and closer. <laughs> of course, to want to come out. And I'm like, you know what? That's like, have Fuck you ever it. had to take a shit when you're like lifting weights? You risk pushing one out just yeah. from the exertion. So I was like, I went to like the very last minute. I was like, you know what? I, I can't, I got to go. So, but meanwhile, I'm in the back of the basement. So I got to like jog all the way to where the stairs are, jog up the stairs all the while clenching my cheeks together so that as I'm like jogging up the stairs, nothing accidentally comes out. Fortunately, I make it to the bathroom in time. I sit down and just boom, 
it drops out. Diarrhea? No, it was not diarrhea. It was, it was you know, medium to medium to hard. Strong to strong to <laughs> very strong. If you need strong. to know. Yeah. And then right Wait, when that poop came out, hold on, did Mike Breen come around the corner and go, <laughs> bang! <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, that, he commentates all of my shits in my head. That's a What's solid more number two. What would be man? more embarrassing? A solid number a two. Sh- oh, not- I'm stepping all over Blandy's. Sorry, job. I had a good thing set up there. That was good. <laughs> that was a drop about a drop. Wait, wait. <laughs> That's a solid number two, man. A solid number two. Not. <laughs> Is that Barry's voice saying that? Yeah. Yeah, it's talking about RJ Barry. Sound like you. <laughs> this is a solid number two. What would be more embarrassing? Shitting in your pants at the bike shop or someone like Mike Breen coming in the bike shop and not even mentioning this show? What's more embarrassing? <laughs> Good question. I, the it's thought did run one. through my head that at least if I do drop a deuce in my pants, it's only 8 o'clock in the morning. I probably have time to, to drive home, change, and come back. <laughs> I don't think you come back from didn't come like to that. that. It doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. what time you just have to. No, you would just have to walk. You have to walk out like nothing to him and be like, yeah, I forgot something at home. Yeah, right? You don't tell anybody. Well, well, oh, my God. And then what question, do you do? Though. How do you sit in your car with the shit in your ass? Oof. You have to like shake it out when you're walking to the car. Ugh, I don't want to think about it. Well, if you were all, if you're in the basement and you're like all the way in a back corner, like if worse came to worse, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't you just shit? I'm not going to take a shit on the floor in the basement of my <laughs> shit store. On dude. the floor Come on. in his own store. If it was either Can that I get arrested or your- for that? If if no, if it was either that or in your pants, store manager me- takes a shit on the floor. Employees, hold on, hold on. was there find not it. a gar- was there not a garbage bag nearby? Yeah, so Barry? you could just you're, you're telling you know, me I, that- I never bought one of those diarrhea bags, even after you talked about one on the air. No, <laughs> always carry a diarrhea bag in your back pocket. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you should have done it. And then that's when you go upstairs and you say to staff. Somebody shit in the corner <laughs> of the basement. Somebody shit on the coats. Come on, guys. <laughs> exactly. Somebody, Somebody shit, shit on the coats. <laughs> I, I can't be sure, but Who I think that someone shit on the coats. <laughs> Somebody tried. Do you have a camera in the basement? You got a camera. No, and then no, no. no that's how, we don't have any cameras in the basement. It would have been perfect then. <laughs> and you could have gotten out of there. Nobody would have even known. You could like, yeah, until he finds out his aunt actually does have a secret <laughs> cram in the basement, right? And everybody's watching Barry shit in the corner. Ah, <laughs> uh, remember where you wherever you listen to this shit filled show. Remember to leave us a five star rating and or a positive review. Go to patreon.com backslash life to find out how you can become part of the live audience. And please, subscribe to the one podcast that is going to get you through all the hard times this season as a Knicks fan. Even though we're going to go, like, fucking undefeated this year. Right, guys? 82-0. Can you beat the best offensive and defensive team in the NBA? Is that possible? That's all I've been thinking about lately is, like, we were the best defensive team (laughs) last year. And we have become... The Knicks have become an offensive team. Juggernaut. They're putting tons of points, getting tons of assists. 121 points a game. Multiple guys are coming in off the bench, double digits, firing on all cylinders, both ends of the court, man. We're not even playing that well. Imagine when we're playing really well. 140 plus points a game for this team, Barry. Really? You think? Easy. Wow. 
Guys, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code BLEAV, believe, to receive your bonus. You see, they have a they have a prop bet now, a, a new prop bet. There's a, an over under on how many more racist, homophobic, misogynistic John Gruden emails leak. Mm. I think it's at I think it's at twelve. People are taking the over from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. I forgot to mention that my mom texted me. Uh oh. This week. Is she in on the Patreon or what? No, she said, get this. She said, I don't have opt online email. Oh, geez, here we go. <laughs> but she was like, even I, she's like, why would I have opt online email? That's the worst. Oh, even she was Jay. putting it down? Yeah. Wow. It's all right. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good with that. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, so we didn't record Sunday night. We the, we played our last game Saturday night. Jay, on the last show, you said you couldn't record on Sunday. I didn't really think to ask why, but rumor has it you went to Comic-Con. I did. I did indeed go to Comic-Con yesterday. Wow. Is that like a thing you always do? I've done it two other times before, and I was supposed to be going last year before it got canceled. Who do you go with to Comic-Con? Your son? Uh, I went with the boys the first year. Uh, yesterday I went with a friend from work. A uh, guy friend? You're making it sound like a girl. Yeah, no, I went with I went with Andrew. Okay. And his two sons. But not your two sons. No, I wasn't. I wasn't risking taking them there. Oh, because of COVID. Yeah, you had to be vaxxed to get in, and everybody was required to wear masks. But I still I didn't feel comfortable, especially considering my youngest isn't vaccinated. Even if you were cosplaying, you had to have a mask. And what did you dress up as, Blandy? Combination of Catwoman and Harley Quinn. <laughs> I, I had like the okay. Harley Quinn hair and pigtails and then the tight leather outfit of Catwoman. Fantastic. It's freaking hot in that stuff though. My <laughs> God, that leather. It just course, doesn't breathe. So what happened on the train? Because we got to get to Nick's talk, but did something happen on the train? Yeah. So I was on the train. I took the train in on my own and I met them there. And I was in this car and it was me and... Four of the people, and these were four people who had never met each other before they got on the train, which I was able to tell right off off the bat. And by the end, they were like, they were best friends. And the whole thing was just, there was this one woman. What age you were sitting alone by yourself? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. what? Where? Like a few seats away? Yeah. Uh, And they were in like the ones facing each other. And what age group were they? Uh, The one woman who I'm going to talk about, she was in her 50s. And then the other three were in their 20s or 30s. All women? No, there was three women and a man. And and it was just you and them on the whole train car? Well, it was one of those smaller cars, like one of the smaller sections. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, so, so they're all becoming best friends and you're over just on the side. Yeah. And, and none I of them were together. Sell. All four were there yeah, separately. they were separate. They were actually, and they were all going to Comic-Con. But, uh, you know, I don't – did you ever find out way too much about somebody's life on the train or just in general? No? Yeah. Well, by the end of this 45-minute train ride, I had discovered that this lady, she has MS. 
She had an abortion when she was 16. She has a daughter who right now wants to become a man and wants to be referred to as they, them, and that her daughter got her period when she was nine and also has double F-sized breasts. Double Amongst F. other things. Yes. At the age of nine? No. She got her period <laughs> no. at the age of nine. Now she's like 16 or 17, but she has double F-sized they, they breasts. Are, they, are, they are 16 they, or 17. Yes, I'm sorry. How they dare are you? You they are sixteen prick. or seventeen. You're right, and they have size double F breasts. That's a tough transition. It's, so it's just like, is that really something you tell people you just met on the train? Well, think about the people that go to Comic Con. What's that supposed to mean? I went to Comic Con. Think about the creepy yeah. guy, keep creepy guy sitting behind them, fucking taking notes. On Very weird. They're saying. Very weird. <laughs> right. Yeah, I wonder if they that, listen. That, I wonder. That's if, hey, talk that's about me. Them. That's me. They're talking about me. <laughs> this is just crazy. All right, guys. But let's talk basketball. Please. Okay. Preseason game number two, the Knicks beat the Wizards 117 to 99. But before we get to that, I keep teasing you guys. No. There was an even more there was an even bigger preseason game we need to talk about. Lakers Suns. Oh. From the other night. Listen to this Mark Jackson clip about Alfred Payton. You know, Alfred Payton, you know, the turnaround that the Knicks had last year, led by Tom Thibodeau, Alfred Payton played a huge part. Didn't get enough credit. His toughness, his competitive spirit, his defense. Uh, New York is a tough place to play, and at times they were frustrated with him, but he played a huge part in their success with his mentality and his approach. He didn't get enough credit. He played a huge part. He did. In the Knicks' success. Tommy D. You know Tommy D? Thomas C.D.? Sure. On Twitter, retweeted that somebody posted that clip and said he's not wrong. Oh my god, he's not wrong. <laughs> did, did, did these guys even watch Knicks games? Not Tommy D, but Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson did he is, watch a Knicks game last year? He's gotten in trouble for like saying some stupid shit in the past. This is this might be the Dude, the dumbest shit he's ever said. Alfred Payton does not appear on the list. The complete list. I don't care if it's a hundred things that led to the Knicks' success last year. Alfred Payton's not on that list. Give me a break. That is like, it's egregious. It is outrageous. You know what? However. I said egregious. I think, I think maybe. Oh, you said what egregious. Are you, what are you, Walt? <laughs> <laughs> it's egregious and outrageous. Yes. Maybe he's right, though. Maybe he does deserve a ton of credit. You want to tell me Reggie Bullock deserves some credit? Sure. He contributed to the team's success. Yes. Alfred Payton, no way, no how. Come on. Tom Thibodeau almost couldn't hold it in every press conference when he would say that he had Alfred Payton there because of his defense and he helps the team. He couldn't even say it with a straight face. Maybe this team is 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 better right now because last year it learned how to get the four seed in the Eastern Conference in spite of how bad Alfred Payton was. Exactly. As their That's starting it right guard. there. That's the take. In spite. Of how bad Alfred Payton was. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have learned how to play with such a shitty fucking starting point guard for an entire season. And now we have got Kemba and we got D Rose. We're 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 gonna we're gonna be released. Our offense is gonna be just released. Yeah, one hundred thirty plus points a game. We're not <laughs> being held right. back by plus. Alfred anymore. <laughs> so maybe he does deserve a ton of credit. Well, I did see somebody say, yeah, he led to the team's success by leaving the team. You know, that in and of itself led to the team's success. I saw somebody responded, he was a role model and that he showed the youngsters what not to do. There you go. Yeah. 
How not to I act. mean, he wasn't even a guy out there on the court or on the sidelines cheerleading the team. He would be a guy towards the end of the season that would sit off to the end of the bench by himself. I know. Hey, listen, if he was a guy like Pinson or somebody that, he, you know, he started the game fine. He, he didn't have a great season fine, but he put in the effort defensively maybe. And on top of that, he was cheering his ass off on the bench. And he seemed like a big part of the team. Then maybe I could argue he was a big part of the team, but he was not a big part of the team if he couldn't even get off the fucking seat yeah. to high-five his teammates when they came back after, during a timeout. And look, and not I'm, part of the I'm, team. Not, I'm not at the practices. I don't see what goes on behind there, but I'd never heard Thibodeau praise his practice. And Thibodeau loves to talk about practice. You hear him say it about rookies. You hear him um, say it about other guys, how, you know, we know how important it is. You know, you got to practice hard. Um, you know, and that's going to lead to winning in, in the real games. But you never heard him say that Alfred Payton was a great practice player. It's easy so not to even sum that. it up when you just talk about practice. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen. Sorry. Uh, Jay, just for the record, that's that's Iverson. Oh, not oh that's not Alfred Payton? He said no. the franchise. I thought that was him. All right, guys, back to the Knicks game. We beat up on a second team in a row. No Julius Randle. He was out there giving birth to his baby boy. He was? He was, yeah. Good for him. Did you hear about this? Gosh. It, did that... He birthed a baby boy named Jace. That's That's got to hurt. Named after Jay. I didn't realize that. Obi Toppin got the start in his place. Kevin Knox got some time. How about that? Yeah. But again, we were shorthanded without Mitch, without Nerlens, now without Randle. We took a ton of three-pointers. We, we got a lot of them in. I think we got 21 three-pointers that game. Knox played well. Toppin had a good second half. 24 three-pointers for the record. Was it 24? Yeah. Yep. Even more. Yep, at over 46 46% clip. That's crazy. 24 for 52. Yeah. They never took that and many threes. They never made that many threes assists. in a game all of last season. The most they made was 19. So just like it's, you said, the game amazing. before, how like they only scored you know 125 points that prior game like four times the whole year, including preseason. They did another yeah. first, you know, of this many threes. They're they're setting out to improve all the spots that they wanted to improve. Yeah, and it seems like a concerted effort now, right, to get more three-point shots up. Because they were one of the better three-point shooting teams percentage-wise last season, amazingly, at the end of the year. But they got up, like, the one of the worst numbers, I think second to last, right? Right. The total three-pointers. Right. And, and look at how they're doing it. I mean, the passing was unbelievable. And... The, the ball just somehow, not somehow, because they made a concerted effort to do this, you know, the, the amount that they drive and kick, drive and kick, pass the ball from one guy to the next guy, it really confuses the defense. They end up switching up on guys. And inevitably, how many times did we see a guy left wide open to take that three and he nails it? The offense is working. Yeah, I mean, just two preseason, preseason games in and, you know, we got a couple of new guys in Fournier and Kemba, two starters that are new guys. And it doesn't feel like they're new. They kind of just have slid right into the team, right? Yeah. And there's just no gelling time necessary. Like you said, they're moving the ball well. Fournier is a huge addition, I think, compared to Bullock offensively, right? He has the ability to drive the lane. He had that great pass to Obi for the alley-oop. Would you ever see that from Reggie Bullock? No. No, but you would from Alfred Payton, definitely. Oh, absolutely. What do you guys make of Kevin Knox's play in that game? It was fine. You see, I like that reaction. Kevin! I like that reaction. Because a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of Knicks fans are going crazy about it. He he hit his Kevin open Knox shots. Kevin Knox is a shooter. Sometimes he gets his shot. Sometimes he hits a few shots. That's right. all it was. He's a good shooter. Is he 
a, a, a sniper from three? Is he going to be a three-point specialist? I don't see that. He's a good three-point shooter. If he if he played, you know, majority of the season, he'd probably be a 40% three-point shooter. But, you know, he's not going to ever be like a J.J. Redick type, so you can't make him into that. He's not going to be one of those guys. And, and frankly, for this type of roster, you need somebody that's more of a complete player, not just that, especially if he's only at 40%. He needs to do other things. And he's not doing them well enough or good enough. So, like he says, oh. he's ready to play when his name is called. This game, obviously, was going to be called because there was no Julius. And that's, frankly, I think the only time he's going to get in. I mean, we see the confidence Obi's playing with. He's not going to leapfrog Obi, especially the way Obi's progressing um, no. and at the rate at which I he's mean, doing so. He he played 20 minutes. There's no way he plays 20 minutes unless in the regular season unless it's something like this where there's where there's that many people that are out. Right. Just, you know you no have way. a guy that you know you have a guy that you could plug in there if you need to, right? But I mean, he's not a guy that should be in the rotation at least not yet. You know? No, I mean you nailed it on the head. He was he was hitting his shots and he doesn't do much of anything else. <laughs> Any player who comes in and he you know he he you make three three pointers in a row. I mean. You're gonna have a good game, isn't that true? Yeah, yeah. I think he had and four. Then he, I think he had four. He finished in the first four half. from eight from the field, four for six from three, twelve points in twenty minutes. But he didn't do anything else. My biggest positive takeaway from Knox, to be honest with you, this this short preseason, what we have, is actually the way that he conducts himself in interviews. Now he sounds more mature. Um, he used to be so unsure of himself and it would be like these scripted answers. Like, I feel like he's actually listening to the, to the, to the media that's asking him questions. I feel like he's giving more insightful answers. I feel like he's, he's got like more of a will to him. Um, and like, you know, I think he knows where he's at. He's accepted it. Um, he's taking control of what he can control. So I like that aspect. It shows me that he's grown. What it doesn't do though, is show me that he belongs to be in the rotation. That's all. It is what it is. This is probably going to be his last year in a Knicks uniform and that's it. And they're going to get it off of his contract. Barry, who, which player on the Knicks roster were you most impressed with in game two? I would say I was most impressed with Obi. I feel like he's still exuding the confidence. I'm glad that he got this starting job because it's, you know, what, what did Julius miss one game last year? Um, so it's not going to happen often, but I felt like he stepped in there with no problem. I think Summer League helped him because he got, you know, the experience there. I think he looked great. He's doing everything. You know, he, he's he's improving in every facet. He's not hesitating. And again, just like we saw in this first preseason game, he'll put the ball on the deck. He's hitting his threes. He's exciting to watch. He's hustling on defense. I would say yeah, he's he had been, some really he's been he had some really nice defensive plays in that game. Yeah. I think he got credit for two blocks, but he affected a bunch of shots down low. He I think he had zero points in the first half. Was didn't he didn't he go over? Yeah. Go for it in the first half? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And they finished with 13, had a really good third quarter, 13 points, eight boards, one assist, one steal, two blocks, five of nine from the field, two for six from three. And then RJ Barrett also had a decent game. 18 points, one rebound, <laughs> four assists, five turnovers. I mean, maybe that isn't that decent of a game. <laughs> you know what? He's still, and you know, we saw it his whole first two years. You know, we all love the way that he attacks the rim. But he still has a problem finishing at the basket, whether it's through contact or not through contact. He just doesn't finish there. I saw this video on Twitter. Okay. And this is the best comparison I can make. And and for what I hope happens with RJ, I saw a video on Twitter of this nine-year-old gymnast girl that was standing in like the gymnastics 
place with her coach. And she's trying to jump onto like this three and a half or four foot ledge for like two minutes straight. It's just her in front of her coach. She's standing on two feet, not, you know, just a standing still jump, trying to reach the top of this ledge. Okay. And she's getting closer. She's getting closer. She's getting closer. He's encouraging her. She finally, she does it. You feel so great for this girl. And I feel like this is RJ, you know, really trying to commit to getting better, getting better, going hard to the rim, going hard to the rim. And I feel like at some point something's going to click and he is going to get, and he's finally going to be that, you know, above 50% finisher at the rim that we need him to be because Ooh. I mean, the last two years he's been below 50%, which is pathetic. I, I, I'm just hoping that we finally see that for him. I'm hoping that he gets to the line even more and that he just connects with more of these layups because it just hasn't been good enough. Wow. What I think that's a great story, story, Barry. That was inspiring. That's inspiring. That's, do you not hear me? Are we saying the same? Yeah, thing right we, are now? we saying the same thing? Well, I think we're saying the same. Is that I just can't tell if there's sarcasm. Were you not, in your Jay? Voice. Were you not thinking while Barry was telling that story, like when the shit was going to fall out of this gymnast <laughs> leotard or whatever? Yeah, I was going to. I was going to tie it back to that. <laughs> Somehow it's back to the crap. You mean? So you're watching this gymnast j- jump and jump and jump, and you're thinking about RJ Barry? No, I watch the gymnast jump and jump and jump. It leaves my mind. I watch RJ yeah. oh, in that second okay. preseason game. Why are you watching videos of like want a- him to become? You want him to become the gymnast. It was, I think it was like a Rex Chapman tweet. You know, he oh, tweets all these like feel like good one of those videos. Things where he's it was like, like a this will make video. you smile. This will yeah, make you it was smile. One, it was totally one of those. Okay. Um, and, you know, I thought back to that just because of RJ trying and trying mm. and trying. And he's just not, he's not a good finisher yet. I'm sorry. Am as I much imagining as I love things it. or is, am I imagining things or. While RJ might not be finishing as well, he seems to be getting into the lane quicker. Yes, I'll give you this, that. This yep. season. Which is a positive development. Absolutely. I remember giving is. him a hard time about how like he would just like plod into the lane, you know. And I've noticed this year he he goes like right in really quick. His move is quick and A little bit more finesse, in. yeah. But yeah, he's got to work on the finishing. He does. Finishing <laughs> is how, that's where it's at. We had 27 assists in that game. 26 assists in the first preseason game. Big numbers. The, yeah, but they huge numbers for this team. For a team that struggled, like last season, many times we struggled so bad offensively. And now this season, it's only been two preseason games, but it feels like it's coming, I, I hate to say it, or I, I'm afraid to say it, easy? It's coming easy? If you More look, though, it, we, we did have 18 turnovers in this game versus, what did we have the first one? Yeah, Five? Three. No, we had three, three. Okay, three. Yeah. In, the, okay. in the first is, game. Yeah, so it was, a lot, it was a lot more this time. But I mean, you, yeah, but, you can't expect that we're going to have three in an actual regular... I mean, that's not going to happen, but right. you know, to go from three to 15 is kind of... That's a big jump. Yeah. Or three to 18, whatever it was. Yep, and speaking of RJ, I mean, we, we should say this. When we're talking about this game, mentioning RJ's his defense, you know, oh, uh, again, incredible. a huge step up. Yeah. And, you know, he was the one that was tasked with covering Beal. Um, there was a bunch of possessions where he did a great job where, you know, Beal was doing his best to try to get around him and take him to the hoop and just RJ wouldn't let him. He, he couldn't, you know, he would just stay in front of him every move. One of my favorite tweets after the game, somebody tweeted, RJ definitely caught COVID today. Because <laughs> Beal, <laughs> he was just bodying up on Beal. Right. RJ seems stronger. Like he just seems stronger defensively. Yeah. He was yeah, definitely yeah. holding his own. Certainly taking a lot of pride. In that that part of his game, in that like physical defense, arms up, no fouling, yeah, just standing strong. But guys, two games in, we're averaging 121 points a game, 
53 assists total through two games. Even without Mitch, Noel, Julius for one. Sky's the limit here. Mitch might be back sooner than we thought. Why? Because you saw a video of him jogging? No, because Thibodeau said that he's do, com, he's he's playing in the complete practices now. Thibodeau said mm. it today after wow. practice. And then Berman was trying to get him to say, well, does that mean that he'll be available for next game? And Thibodeau didn't say no. Uh, he wouldn't answer it, but he said that both Noel and Mitch have participated in the complete practice, which is a great sign. And you're still in preseason, which means Mitch might as, might might be ready for the start of the season. Hey, I hope so. I, I look forward to seeing this team with Noel and Mitch. It definitely sounded more like that than the contrary. I'll believe it when I see it. And if Mitch comes back in, he'll probably be back out like a week later. <laughs> oh, please don't say that, Craig. You know, well, that's just how it works. How it works. His hand, his Mitch. foot. What what other body parts? Have you he have you now? missed a player though? Have you missed a player as much as you miss Mitch right now? Because I miss Mitch, no, man. No, but have you seen the way he runs with those platypusy feet? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Platypusy. out. Come on, like when you go to the lake. I went down <laughs> to the lake last night. I got myself some platypusy. Rumor <laughs> <laughs> has it. Okay. Jesus Christ. Sorry. You brought it up. <laughs> Rumor has it. Those platypusy comments have pushed Mitch. To return sooner than ever. You think? Is that what it was? He wants to show. And he has, they've brought in, they brought in my babysitter to teach him how to run. (laughs) He's about to return. Guys, you want to listen to some voicemails? Let's do it. Craig, Barry, Jay, Derek from Scotland here. How's it going? I'm just calling to say I am loving what I'm seeing in the preseason in the first couple of games. In fact, I'm loving it so much, I'm feeling confident that the Knicks can go on to win 50 games in the regular season. What are your current win total predictions for the season? Also, I'd like to say major kudos to Barry for maintaining a professional demeanour when Mike Breen was in the store. I'd like to say that, but I can't. For fuck's sake, Barry. It was Mike fucking Breen, your muppet. (laughs) Anyway, I'm looking forward to another season ahead, listening to you guys and watching the Knicks, and I'm signed up for the Patreon, so hopefully I'll catch you all in a game watch party soon. All the best, boys. Derek must write out these uh, voicemails, right? He he reads them. I don't. It's not off the cuff. It there's sounds never so any, fucking like, smooth. Yeah, yeah, there's no hesitation. It's definitely, no, it's definitely written out. Doesn't fall over his words, which is fine. It's fu- it's okay, Derek. Barry's just crit- criticizing you. I don't think that was a criticism at all. No, I guess that wasn't a criticism. No, I think right. Barry's no, just, just saying an observation. He sounds put together. I, lo- I was just the whole time he was talking about how Barry maintained his professional attitude. I'm just thinking about Barry holding in his shits while he's trying to <laughs> unbox the bikes. <laughs> <laughs> See, I sat a little taller in my chair, but then he he flipped it around. Be careful; that might make your sphincter loosen up a little bit, and that crap will mm. come right out. So, okay, that's nice. <laughs> so, what, nice so to he, hear Derek's voice again, though. It's been a so while. So, Derek asked us to predict the win total for this year, and maybe that's a good time mm. to do it. Okay. Yeah, we haven't done that yet, have we? Yeah, because then we could we could put that down, and then we can make fun of each other. At the I've been year I've been putting off being right right or wrong. I've been putting off thinking about it too much, actually. Derek says the Knicks are going to go 50 and 32, at least. At least a 50-win team. What does Vegas have have us at, Barry? 40? Um, I think 44 and a half. Knicks are at 41 and a half. Oh. 41 and a half. Yeah, really? I would take the over. I would take the 41 over. 41 and a half? They're going to be they, under 500? Or, I mean, right at four, uh, 500? I don't know about that. That's... Yeah, I would take the over on that, wouldn't you? Yeah, again, this team, we know how they play. We know how hard they play. Um, you know, 
I know it's a cliche thing, but you know, Tibbs preaches, you know, getting to play 48 minutes, yada, yada, yada. But this team, they play hard. We saw it all season last year. They don't take their foot off the gas, you know. Uh, yeah, I would definitely take the over. As far as predicting a win total, um, I'm going to go between 46 and 47. I'll go 46 wins, play conservative. Yeah, I actually have – I have I typed it out here, if you don't believe me, but I had 47 and 35. Mm. Which is great. It right? is great. I mean, I, I really do question what our record is going to be because I don't – I think I've said this before, but we were uh, like a 500 team last year aside from – that big win. one big winning streak, you know. So I think in general, I can consider us like a 500 team last year. I think we got better. It's just a matter of how much better. I mean, I could easily see us just winning like 43 games. I'm saying like 44 43 and 39. If 40, I could put a, if I could place a bet that we were going to finish above Boston, I would take that bet. Um, and then there's other teams that I think, you know, the Knicks could potentially finish above as well. Um, I think. I think that Philly's going to drop down big time, not just because of the Ben Simmons situation. I just, I just don't see them being as successful as they were last year, as far as the regular season goes. Um, so I'm not as high on them. I think the Knicks actually have a legitimate shot, you know, to finish somewhere in that three through six. And I don't know if it's just these first two preseason games that get me all, you know, psyched up and pumped up. But I think if everybody remains healthy, there's, there's really not a ceiling on this team. Well, I'm going, I'm going with 44 and 38. That's what I'm going to oh, say. Oh yeah, I heard you. 44 and 38 for yeah. Landy. Did we write these down? We need to write again. This, down. this is always the case. Craig is the most optimistic. Blandy's no, the most pessimistic, were. and I'm in you the middle. No, I said 46. Oh, you had 46. Yeah. Right. Well, we're pretty close. Although, if they end up finishing uh, third seed, then you know they're probably going to be closer to 50. All right, next one. Hey, fellas, it's DB. Uh, you know, uh, first of all, happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Uh, fuck Christopher Columbus. He can suck my dick. Uh, listen, I'm very encouraged about what I've seen in the preseason. Um, you know, the, the ball movement. Uh, you know, this reminds me of the, those championship Golden State Warriors teams. You know, the, the ball movement, uh, the quick That's... point guard who's running around the court. Uh, they're passing, they're shooting. I know I'm falling out the window a little bit on the Knicks saying that, but uh, it was very exciting to see. Um, you know, Obi, I don't understand why everybody is freaking out about Obi Toppin, hoping he gets more minutes. I think he looks awesome. I think he looks great. Uh, he's a second-year player, and he's a second-string power forward. He's going to get a lot of time. Uh, is he going to, you know, have enough time to be an all-star? No, but, you know, he's a second-year player. But he needs to calm down. Um the one thing I want to ask you all is about RJ Barrett. Um, I don't, I still don't understand the disrespect for RJ. Uh, his shot looks real. Uh, I was looking back at his numbers last year. 20 years old, 17.6 point per, points per game, 5.8 rebounds, three assists, over 40% from three points, from the three point line. Uh, as a 20 year old, why are people not just falling over themselves over RJ Barrett? Why are people not touting him as one of the premier young players in the league it doesn't make sense to me he's a, he was a second best player on a four seed in the east i don't know what do you guys think i mean dbay db is speaking the truth D-Bay. for sure dbay uh db is speaking D-Bay. the truth as much as you know i'm putting down his finishing yeah rj is a, is a complete player you know again you know we've seen it on his defense now his shot looks great i think part of the reason you know is he's not flashy um you know, a lot of these younger players that bust into the league, especially if they're a guard, 
Um, and I know he's more, you know, small forward slash guard, but uh, a lot of these guys have flashy moves, you know, or they're high flyers, you know, they're, they're exciting to watch this and that. And he's not that type of player, but he's going to produce. Um, he has shown that he could be an efficient shooter. And yeah, I mean, I think his progression is going to continue. And uh, yeah, he should get more respect. You're absolutely right. He really does. It doesn't seem like he really gets much of any. I mean, just think, think about that list we talked about last week that he got left off of and that, that Mitch, I mean, who could possibly think that Mitch is going to be a better NBA player than than Barrett? And He's yet, left off of every single Yeah, list. he really is. I wonder if at this point now it's just to spite us. A lot of it is just that he's a Nick. And then I some guess of it is that he it, has he's got zero desire to stand out. He's He's such a team player and he doesn't do anything selfishly. He's all about the team. He, right, but he made big from, improvements last year. He averaged 17.6 after his rookie year when he averaged 14.3. And the Knicks have had so much disrespect in the past, especially his rookie year we were disrespected. Last year we were finally starting. Last year we finally started to break through and get some respect around the league. I do think if this year the Knicks win like 45 plus games, RJ scores in the range of 20 a game, I can't imagine he'd still be getting disrespected. No, you like can't. He is you right can't. You, you, if he keeps climbing that ladder... There's no way that they can disrespect him like that. And again, maybe it's a Knicks thing because they're not coming down on him or it's not out of spite because he's an asshole. He's not. He's got a great pedigree. No, he's a good guy. He, he's an Olympian. Uh, he, you know, he, he went to Duke, um, you know, nothing but a polished player, you know, super humble, um, a winner. Um, you know, until his rookie year when he went on, you know, the shitty Knicks uh, season that they had. But yeah, fourth seed. And then again, like DB said, second, you know, second uh, leading scorer on that team. I think one of the other big thing with RJ and why he gets some disrespect is he really does not do one thing great, which people and the media tend to fall in love with players because they do one thing that's great, whether it's their right. athletic they'll, they'll, ability, they'll attach and gravitate to that. Their three pointers, their moves. RJ doesn't do. He does not do one thing. You cannot give me one thing he does great. No. Right, but There's I can nothing... give you. I could give. I could give you over five things he does very good. But none of them. None of them will make a fucking highlight reel. Pretty much ever. Right. But... Even when he dunks the ball, it's like he's barely dunking. It. <laughs> right. His right. passing, Craig. Though his he's passing is underrated. His passing is underrated. It's not great though. It's it's it's, it's very good. It's, it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> Three point shooting. He's ever going to do anything great, but it's great that he does like seven things pretty damn good. And he can know? turn into a great player by doing all those things very good. He can, but even as a great player, he's going to be like one of the most fucking boring great players there is. Let him be on my team. Uh, that's fine. He does not do anything great. Fine by me. Like he, like Anthony Edwards. People fucking fawn over Anthony Edwards. Is he better than RJ? Even Barry's probably gonna say yeah, but is that because <laughs> uh, of his dunk? Is that because of his dunks and his highlight reel plays? No, I'm not gonna say he's better, better yet. What do you th- What do you think? You think of him as like? But people uh, will always put him on a fucking list above RJ. They'll put all these guys on a list above RJ because they're they they're more exciting, right? What What about like a like a Scottie Pippen? Like what, did what about Scottie, Scottie Pippen? Pippen? Meaning like, what did he do that was great? He just did a lot of things really, really he well. He's a great defensive player. I mean, listen, so Scotty why, I mean, Pippen, I think, is different. Scotty Pippen, I remember fucking flying through the air, throwing Why couldn't he, he was an amazing Yeah, I guess, athlete. but I mean, why couldn't he be like he our Scotty Pippen? And it's not a bad comp. 
Jay. Yeah, but I just don't know. He's not not as gift. He's not as athletically gifted. Um, I don't think anything's going to come super easy to RJ. I mean, you stuff came super. Like, did you? I mean, we saw Scottie Pippen shoot the ball. I mean, he looked he looked horrible. I don't know if anything necessarily came easy to him. I'd be happy if he ended up being a Scottie Pippen type player. Oh, Oh, of course. Yeah. No, I would be miserable. (laughs) You know. I mean. You know. Y'all hear that music? It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper. Blanderson Hooper. Blanderson Hooper. No, you had it right the first time, douche. Did I? <laughs> yes, Hooper. Blanderson Hooper. Uh, you call me a Hooper. fucking douche for Hooper that? makes no fucking sense. It Holy. doesn't work. The, I know, it the, used to work when he was doing The doesn't accent. work when you say Hooper. <laughs> Blanderson Hooper. Boy, that escalated yeah. quickly. You're just like, boom, you're like, you're a douche. Yeah, holy cow. You douche, you finally got it right, and you're correcting yourself. Because <laughs> it bothers me every time you say it like that. Because it feels more natural to say the news presented by the news with Blanderson Hooper. No? No. I'm going to say it like that every fucking time, you asshole. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Brought to you by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, who's changing the crumb cake game. Hit that sexy music, motherfucker. Okay, hold on. Hmm. Blandy, by the way, right now, is wearing a white undershirt. That is that a new shirt, or is that your usual one? It's, it's an undershirt. Stand up for a second. No, I'm not standing. Let me see. Because I can see it right now. Normally, we don't have this angle, but I can see his hard nipples right through that That's, shirt. You can't, you can't even see. What are you talking is about? Is that because we're talking about Clarkson Avenue Trump cakes right now? You can't see below my, my neckline. Yeah, I see that. I mean, I you're right. They are hard at the moment because of the crumb cake, but you can't see that. All right. Well, stop stop rubbing circles around them and tell us about the crumb cake of the month. Crumb cake of October. the month because it's October is the Great Pumpkin Crumb Cake. Uh, it is a pumpkin cake with chocolate chips baked in and topped with a pumpkin spice cream cheese frosting and pumpkin spice crumbs i gotta get in on this one i i really i really need to is the music still playing no well wonderful just you just fucking start playing it and then you stop it you asked me to play it and so i stopped it when i was talking is that a new thing what yeah it's new you usually play it the whole way through yeah and then when you start talking you tell them to stop (laughs) okay (laughs) okay from how wonderful we're just fine-tuned machine here from holiday gift boxes to the to their world famous crumpkins they even have a crumb cake of the month subscription you get for three six or twelve months and you can build your own crumb cake go to clarksonavcrumb.com use promo code hardnickslife for 23 percent off your order that's right and remember it's 30 dollars for this one and free shipping plus the 23 percent off so it's a great deal great deal great deal all right so let's go here we go a uh, bunch of covid news to report as usual, um, the New York City Mayor's Office um, has labeled the Nets practice facility a private building, which allows Kyrie to actually be in the building to practice and work out with the team. Mm. So that's good. Uh, however, he still cannot play at the Barclays Center nor at Madison Square Garden. He is not taking the trip to Philadelphia with the team for the next preseason game. Uh, Steve Nash was asked about Kyrie today. Well, he was asked a lot of questions about Kyrie. And so here is uh, one of 
Nash's quotes about like whether or not they were counting on him to be there for for the games. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think we we recognize he's he's not playing at home games, so uh, yeah, we, we we are gonna have to for sure play without him this year. Um, so it just depends on when, where, and how much. I mean, what the fuck? What? Uh, can you imagine that? You going into the season knowing that your point guard's only gonna play half the games, or fewer than half the games because of the two games at the at the Garden. And that's uh, the whole private building thing. That's. Is that like a, a, a legitimate thing? I don't know. I'm not sure if that maybe they just kind of cut a deal with the Nets in order to, to to allow him to practice, but it's any public facility. So I guess they, they deemed this a, a, a private facility. I mean, does it make now, any fucking sense that, hold on, uh, does it make any sense that, that he would, he could go practice with the team, be, be all around them? Does he have to wear a mask? I mean, no, I assume no. No. But he can be with the team all time practicing, and then the team then goes and plays against other teams in the arena. Without him. Yet he, they've been... I remember, he can't even get into the arena. He can't even go into the arena. But he can practice. But I guess he's going to be with the team on road trips. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is crazy. Now, we know how good this team is even without Kyrie, but we really know how good they are when the three of them play together because they fucking kicked ass uh, when they were on the court together for those limited times last season. Is there a front office meeting that takes place that these guys actually consider, hey, maybe we should try to be in the bottom four of the playoff run, you know, not try to be in the top four seeds so that we don't get home court advantage, just where we get Kyrie in more games in the playoffs. Is that even I mean, a how thought? Would you even, how would you even go about doing that, though? you got to throw but games, the players I guess, are in the regular to, season. The players are playing to win. They're not going to yeah. do that. <laughs> it was a That's thought. That's probably not going to make a fucking difference with that team. What does that do in the locker room, though? Like, how does that affect the locker room? You it's, can't tell me that guys are happy. It's got to be messed up. There's no. there's no way that guys are happy about that. But it's a weird conversation to have because you, as much as you may disagree with that thought process, right, you still want to be respectful of somebody's decision, you know, or, or reason, Why? whatever it may be. And now, and I don't know if, I, I mean, I, I believe he should owes them an explanation. I know he's not giving it to the media, but he should at least give it to them, you know, what his fears are, what his true reasons are, you know, uh, for being anti-vax. Um, but I guess these players want to be respectful of his decision. You know, it's his body, it's his this and that. And I know, you know, we all look at it differently that, you know, you're really taking other people's bodies now into your own hands and, um, you know, and that whole side of it. Every year, Kyrie is a distraction in the locker room. Well, it was with the Celtics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was distraction last it's, year it's with the Nets. Always something. Oh yeah, the the, the birthday parties, again the, 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 the two weeks hiatus. Yeah, it's it's not it's nothing new. Could you imagine Julius Randle if he came into the season? He was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not getting fucking vaccinated. I don't care if I miss all the. He would never do that. That's. But he would be fucking. He'd be slaughtered in the media. Mm. It's and I think Kyrie is hearing it, but Julius Randle would be fucking slaughtered. And not in, by the whole country. Yeah, as as much as he, you know, him and Ben Simmons, I guess, are tied. But as much as he's like the number one story, you know, uh, in the NBA right now, yeah, you don't hear like these editorials. You don't hear people coming down on him. It's the conversation always about, well, what are they going to do? You know, what's he going to do? What are the Nets going to do? It's really not attacking him and his decision. And you're right. If it was Julius Randle, it probably would be more of an attack. How can you do this after the season you just had? The Knicks are on the upswing. Now, you know, 
how can you preach hard work, hard work, hard work, and now you're not even doing what you need to do? You're right. It probably would be a different narrative. I've got a quote here from Jeff Van Gundy uh, during a, a game the other day. Uh, let me play that for you. Talking about the unvaccinated NBA players like Kyrie and Bradley Beal. Oh, he won't buy this. You heard this, Barry? No, but I know Jeff Van Gundy speaks his mind. Oh. Okay, just for the record, I've not heard it. Just to- What? I, I Just for the record, I've not heard it. Okay. Shut up, asshole. Like know, so. <laughs> <laughs> Douchebag. <laughs> just in general, you know the one that drives me crazy is to this up. I'm doing my own research. I would like someone to answer this question. What does that look like? You doing your own research. Are you doing studies yourself? Are you in the lab on a nightly basis? What are you doing? I don't understand what that means. I'm doing my own research. How about this? We got really smart people, a lot smarter than anybody in the NBA who's already done the research. Um, unvaccinated players to continue with COVID will face fines or jail time if they violate quarantine restrictions while playing the Raptors up in Toronto. Apparently, according to Sham Strania, uh, Canada has something called the Quarantine Act. So breaking quarantine could lead to up to six months in prison and or $750,000 fines. Unvaxxed players are only allowed to leave the hotel for team activities. So if they sneak out, to uh, get wings or to uh, do whatever and they get caught, it'll be a big fine and possible prison time. Although I doubt, I doubt there'd be prison time involved. I'm sure it'd be more of a, a monetary thing, but so that's pretty big. And then one last COVID thing, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown of the Celtics has been diagnosed with uh, COVID. Uh, ben Simmons, the chances of him returning to the Sixers is getting larger and larger. Uh, Rich Paul has been holding talks with the Sixers over the last couple of days. And I believe right before we went to air, Barry, you said uh, Woj tweeted out that he had arrived in Philly. Yeah, he arrived in Philly and he's undergoing like the protocols that need to be in place for him to rejoin the team. You know, so like he took his COVID test, which I I did not see this coming before today. I, I did not think there was any chance of those two parties. You thought he burned those bridges, you know? Oh, Yeah. I mean, he made it pretty clear he didn't want to be there. But yeah, so it looks like uh, it looks like he will be back in a Sixers uniform. Unless uh, this is all, unless this is all a stunt—not a stunt, but like he's showing that he's helping out, and this is all going to end up in a trade before the season even starts. So yeah, he rejoins Philly, but he's never going to suit up with them, and it's going to—you know—it's it, basically he's going to end up meeting with them, trying to break bread with them again, but not to play. Just to hopefully get out of there, you know, and, and, and try to convince Philly to settle for something less than what they really want to settle for. Well, remember, I, I said last week in the news that most teams are pushing the Sixers not to to move him here just because he did just sign that deal. And they think it would set a really bad precedent moving forward if somebody, you know, pushes themselves out of a place like a year or two into a into a big deal. Right, but I just feel like there's been so much like little shit and jabs thrown, you know, even from Joel Embiid that how's this going to work? You know, and like the team probably like after the team wanted to go out to L.A. and meet with him and he didn't want them to come out there. Like, how's the team going to welcome him back with open arms? I don't know. J.R. Smith took part in his first college golf tournament. 
Mm, North Carolina A&T. AT&T. Sorry, no, North Carolina A&T. Not AT&T. Shot a 12 over 83 in the first round and a 7 over 78 in the second round. Not bad. I mean, not great, but you know. I saw, didn't he get like a, I thought he got his first exam grade also. Did you see that? that no. Are you making that up? No, I thought I saw him say he, hold um, on, let me try to find this. I think last week we talked about, you know, they had asked, uh, they had done a GM survey where they asked them a whole bunch of uh, questions, you know, who you want to build the team around, who's going to win the title, that sort of thing. Uh, they released more of that. And just to show you just. The idea that the Knicks get no respect. Oh, I just, yeah, wait, hold on. JR Smith. With this. He, he, JR Smith tweeted three days ago. He got an 85 on his midterm, liberal oh, studies class. Oh, good for him. 85 on his midterm. It's pretty good. Go ahead, Jake, because I'm going to disagree with you here. Uh, who is the best coach, head coach in the NBA? Uh, oh, this is, oh, this is what you're going to say? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. No, you got uh, Spolstra, 55%, then Monty Williams, Quinn Snyder, Greg Popovich, Mike Budenholzer. Uh, no votes for Thibodeau at all. Although, which head coach has the best defensive schemes? He came in first with 37%. There you go. What'd I you thought you were going to bring up, th- there was another one where they said, which, a whole lot team, of questions. which team has like the most stability in their front office, something like that. And the Knicks were 12th. Yeah. And like, there was like mixed stuff on Twitter. Like some people were like, come on, the Knicks should be, get more respect than that. But like they were like 28th, I think, last year. Right, last year. Uh, right. Yeah. So they moved um, up quite no, a bit. So that's quite good. And, and again, I mean, stability is stability. stability it's a long-term after, thing. Like, it's got to be more yeah, than a year after or two. a year. Yeah. This, right, exactly. So the fact they're 12th, I thought it was actually a good thing. 12th and or 14th, then last, it was. last story is 18 former NBA players have been charged with defrauding the league's health and welfare benefits um, plan. Uh, where they used fictitious medical and dental expenses to get reimbursed by the uh, the league for uh, procedures that did not actually take place. Apparently, it was um, the ringleader was Terrence Williams, played for the Nets. Name doesn't ring a bell to me, uh, but Sebastian Telfair, uh, Glenn Big Baby Davis, Tony Allen, Ruben Patterson, Darius Miles, and a bunch of other people were were caught up in this. Yeah, these guys were submitting stuff for like the same exact procedures multiple times. <laughs> yeah, they were su- they were saying that they were having surgery done while they were like on vacation in another country. Oh, it's crazy, That's crazy. Yeah, uh, it says they're they like, hey, d- about- they, they like go to their they go to their dentist and they're like, hey, just say you filled like twelve cavities yeah. today. Yeah, pretty much. Don't fill them and I'll get reimbursed for it. Yeah, meanwhile he was emailing his dentist to do that while he was like on a beach in fucking Cancun. Do they really need the money? Like, I need that money. Two and Do they a half need million. that money? Well, I guess it all depends on the play. And, you know, like Sebastian Telfair. It's not like he made tons of money in the NBA. I mean... Where do they find these doctors to do that? I'm sure you yeah. could... There's, there's corrupt people on anything. What do you mean? I'm sure you could find a doctor that you promised him a little bit of a kickback if he says that he, you know, if he did, you know, did something he didn't do. Yeah, the same doctors that write fake prescriptions, right. you know, to get you a So are the know, doctors drug. getting in trouble? Um, I, I don't know. The article just talks about the NBA players. I would assume if there's any doctors who signed off on anything fraudulently, then yeah, they're going to have to be held responsible also. They defrauded them of about two and a half million dollars. Um, and that's the way the basketball bounces. All 
Alright guys, that's gonna do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnextlife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnextlife. Uh, Barry, at Barry Dworkin. And you can follow Blanderson Hooper mm. at Blandy Hooper. Douche. If you like our show, please leave us a rating and or a positive review. Go to patreon.com backslash hardnixlife to find out how you can become a part of this show on an every week basis. And you can always call us. I almost forgot. You can always fucking call us. Yeah, leave a voicemail. You know, there's another game coming up. We love your post-game phone calls mm. with your reactions to the game, what you liked, what you Where didn't Where are like. you, Ralph? Right. Now, speaking so of that game, that's the game on Wednesday. Yes, Barry? Yeah, we'll get there. Let Barry, let Barry get the let number out. Let me get out. the fucking digits okay. out. 516-33-MESH-1. 516-33-MESH-1. No, 5 516-336-3741. That's right. Next game is against Detroit at MSG on Wednesday night. Blanderson, yes. Hooper, and myself will be there. Look for us behind the Knicks bench. That first row behind the Knicks bench. Are we going to wear our, our Hard Knicks Life swag? Don't know. Probably should. Please don't. I mean... Probably won't. You know. Then. Don't. If Craig says no, then I won't. All right. No, go for it. No, you, you said want no. To? Forget it. Go for it. <laughs> Barry, uh, Barry spoke to Mike Breen, and he's going to uh, get us a, a meet and greet with the with some of the players before the game on the, on the court. Is that he's really true? Me. No, that's not true. I hope so. I do hope to get Breen's attention, though. And reconnect. You know when you did have his attention is when he was in your store. True. Right in front of uh, you. It's going to be, I think that if he looks over his shoulder and he sees you, because you're sitting in the same seats we went to last year. Right? Yeah, so I mean, it's across from where he does the broadcast. So oh, it's, it's not across, on the same that's side. Because right. we're, you know, like I said, on the Knicks bench. You're going to be right behind the Knicks bench. Yeah, so we'll get there early. And again, if I could get his attention, I'll wave him over. I have no problem doing that. And I'll say, you know, if you remember me, we met a couple of weeks ago, yada, yada, yada. Now, when we pod? went when we went to yes. that game, this isn't really fair because I know that you're going with Blandy because you already took me, right? But I got to sit behind fucking Mike Miller's Knicks. All right. Yeah, dude. And here, Blandy is. Dude, gonna, it's a preseason hear... game, so maybe it evens out a little bit. I'm, hold on, you're gonna get to. I need you guys to take video. I just want a lot of video of tips. Dude, he's gonna be right in front of us. It was so funny listening to Julius Randle talk about watching the game on Saturday night and hearing Tibbs through the broadcast yelling when they were up 20 points. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's gonna I can't be, wait to hear that's that. That's going to be fun to see, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Preseason game number three. Yeah, and, and the Delta Club. I'm looking forward to the food at the Delta Club. Yes, sir. Jay's looking forward to the food more than the fucking game. No, yeah, that's not be true, but I am game, looking forward Andy. to the food. If you guys see a really bored... Nick's fan sitting right behind the Nick's bench. <laughs> but stuffing his in face? In a hard Nick's life shirt. That's just me. Just stuffing his face with popcorn and pretzels. Oh, what I can't else are you wait. Gonna eat? I really can't. I'm gonna are you so going to stop pret- with the gluten-free thing that night? I'm, I'm going to... No, I'm going to eat mostly popcorn and pretzels. I just... I can't get enough. So the pretzels are bad for me, but whatever. I'm, I'm going to eat a ton of it. Can't wait. That's the most exciting thing, popcorn and pretzels. I love that kind of stuff. I love popcorn. They got ice pretzels. cream, Jay. They got like uh, um, those nah, Magnum see, you know ice what? cream bars. If I have ice cream, then we're gonna have a diarrhea story for the next show, and that's oh, no. not what we want. What about sushi? They have sushi. No, I'm not sushi. Not my thing. Give me some good old fashioned soft pretzels and some popcorn. Maybe some cookies. They got cookies up in there. Don't remember. It's gonna be a fun night. <laughs> well, everybody tune in. And there'll be basketball too, so that'll be cool. All right, guys, have fun at the game. Until next time, it is a hard Knicks life.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 